When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello, welcome to a second Garibaldi Red of the week, a mini episode as we look ahead to Forest Trip to Wolves and also Forest Women against Derby at the City Ground on Sunday in the company of Forest Manager Andy Cook. But before that, I'm joined by Birmingham Live's Wolves reporter Alex Dickens. Look ahead, what should be an absolute thriller, Alex, we were saying before we came on. Uh, Forest <laughs> 19th, Wolves in 18th, not many goals for Wolves. How are you feeling about this game? Um, Very apprehensive, I mean... I haven't watched Wolves' last three games against Man City, West Ham and Chelsea. Uh, they haven't scored. They haven't looked like scoring. Um, they haven't looked like scoring a lot of the games this season. So, I think Wolves have reached crisis point. You know, they they wanted Julian Lopetegui as their next manager to replace Bruno Lage. He's rejected them. So, back to the drawing board. And probably now um, won't have a manager in place by the time Forrest come to town on Saturday. So, it's, uh, it's, it's not very rosy for Wolves right now. Um, you saw Villa v Forest or Forest v, v Villa, I should say. Forest went about it in a defensive way to break yeah. that rot, and I suspect they probably will do again, which makes sense. You're not expecting, you know, the entertainment factor to be too high in this one, which might suit Forest, but it doesn't suit Wolves particularly, does it? No, I've actually been reading some quotes from Ruben Neves, uh, Wolves captain earlier today, saying that you know performances aren't important now. It's purely about points, and and if they've got to play ugly and play badly to win a game get a point whatever that's what they're going to do and um that doesn't bode well in itself because having watched the forest villa game that was a very very poor premier league game in my opinion um and i don't expect anything different in in the forest walls game either so yeah um it's not going to be one for the for the neutrals to watch and, and thankfully for them sky sports haven't selected it so um yeah i'm i'm if forest do approach it in a, in a defensive way i know they play back three um then I, I think it's going to be very difficult for Wolves to break them down. Wolves, Wolves rarely look like scoring. So if, if Forest do part the buzz, then that's going to be difficult. And also Forest to have those players, uh, you know, Brennan Johnson quite fast, players on the counter-attack who could, could potentially cause Wolves an issue there and, um, and nick a goal. So it's a dangerous fixture for Wolves. And I don't think the, uh, the atmosphere amongst the supporters is going to be very good anyway, but it will be absolutely toxic if they lose. Yeah, that's my next question, really. I mean, Forest fans are on board with the, you know, the the sort of the parking the bus approach that they went to with a, with an extent at, at Villa. And if they do that again, I think the fans in the away end will be fully behind the team. If Forest go there and frustrate Wolves for another first half or sixty minutes, will the crowd get on Wolves' back? Do you think? Yeah, that's the thing. That's the that's the interesting difference between these two teams because I think Forest there is still that connection between the manager and the fans. Um, obviously, after promotion, a lot of the players as well. Still that connection there, whereas Wolves, the fans feel very distant to the players right now. Um, there's obviously no manager in place. They, you know, Steve Davis is likely to be in, in charge again and interim. Um, you know, he's a Wolves fan and whatever, but he's not. He's not going to be the manager long term. 
he's popular in the short term, potentially. He's popular when he says, you know, he's nice things in press conference about being a fan. Um, but, you know, not after a, a 3-0 defeat to Chelsea, they can see that it's quite clear this team needs a manager um, and one who can can inspire them and get results quickly. So I think that could be a, a, a real key factor in that the Wolves fans, you know, they're up in arms today because, again, you know, we're almost two weeks, well, 10 days down the line now and they haven't got a manager. So um, they need a manager in time for this game. That was the kind of the aim. And uh, now it looks like it's not going to happen. So I could see things getting quite quite nasty if, if Wolves obviously play badly again and lose this game. Um, I'd expect the, the owners could potentially take some flack as well. When I look at the Wolves team, I've seen them a few times and uh, my brother's a Wolves fan and a lot of my mates are Wolves fans growing up back over there. So I've seen a fair bit of them. They look a really good side defensively. Uh, Saar, Kilman, Johnny Otto, they've got the players there. But going forwards, Neto's out. Pedence isn't, isn't a number nine. Diego Costa's not fit. I mean, I assume you're going to tell me that's where all the problems are for Wolves. Yeah, it has been for two and a half, two and a bit seasons now. I mean, they don't they don't score goals. They've been the lowest scorers or one of the lowest scorers in the last two seasons in the league. So they've got these massive issues and they try to address them in the summer by signing a striker in, in Sasha Kalajic, um, you know, 30 minutes into his into his debut to his ACL. So he's not going to play again this season. Um, Jimenez has not been the same player and he's also got a, uh, I think it's called pubalgia injury. Um, which is kind of like an overuse thing around the groin area. Um, so he's kind of out indefinitely at the moment um, and struggling there. So it's it's kind of Costa or nothing at the moment. You know, they, they were terrified of playing Costa against Chelsea in the event that he wasn't fit enough and he, he got an injury. Um, but they've been guided by the sports science guys and they gave him 60 minutes, I think, or 55 minutes against Chelsea. He'll probably play a little bit more against Forrest. But um, it's kind of all on him as the striker. And... You know, he's not the player that he was when he was at Chelsea, you know, winning Premier League titles. He still looks effective, but um, he's not the player who can kind of run the channels. He's just going to be play very centrally. And the hope is that Wolves have got the attacking players, Adama Traore, Daniel Pedence, um I was going to say Gonzalo Guedes then, but he's been absolutely awful for them. Um, and a few others who could create enough chances for Costa to score some goals, uh, because obviously they hope that he still has that finishing ability. Um, but... Aside from a couple of, you know, good Adama Torre runs and crosses against Chelsea, they didn't create anything. Um, there are a couple of headed chances, one that Costa couldn't quite get on the end of and one for Mateus Nunes that he probably should have done better with, to be honest, from about six yards out. But um, they don't create an awful lot. Um, it's almost like towards the end of Nuno's reign in the 2020-21 season, their, their tactic towards the end of the season was literally give the ball to Adama Torre and let him do his thing and hope that he creates something. And that was the best avenue against Chelsea. And that's probably what it's going to come to. You know, if Wolves aren't playing well and want to sit deep and and try and, you know, maintain a clean sheet, then it's going to be on Adama to, to go forward, produce a bit of magic and hopefully create something. There's two ex-Wolves players in the Forest ranks. I'm not sure Willie Bolly will play. He's only played about 50 minutes so far. And obviously, Morgan Gibbs-White has become a regular and done some good things so far, but he's not really had that breakout performance for Forrest. Mm. What kind of reception will they get in each case if you think they play? Uh, this is very interesting because before, if, if Bolly, Willy Bolly had just left Wolves, I think he'd get a great reception. But there was obviously the issue when he was leaving that he wanted to leave and that he, Bruno Large kind of outed him 
and said that he refused to uh, to, to join the squad. They didn't. He was named on the squad list, but didn't come to the game. So uh, that didn't look good from 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 Bully's point of view. And I think a lot of fans were were obviously very cheesed off about that. Um, I don't think he'll play, so I don't think there'll be a reception for him. But Gibbs White, it's an interesting one. Um, I think a lot of the Wolves fans are happy with the with the money they got for Gibbs White. Um, and obviously he wanted to leave, but he's still an academy player who wanted to leave. He wasn't massively popular with the Wolves fans even while he was playing with them. So um there were a lot of fans that didn't didn't kind of buy into what he was about and and um what he brought to the team. So I think it's a difficult one. I think that actually Gibbs White was probably in his best moment with Wolves fans in the two months before he left. And then obviously so I don't think he'll get a great reception to be honest. I'd expect him to uh to get the usual uh, jeers and boos and things but again I don't think the focus is massively going to be on him because it's not you know Wolves have got bigger problems than Boo and Gibbs White at the moment <laughs> Does he worry you though what he could do he's on set pieces for Forrest he plays in that pocket on the half turn he's been effective mm. there is that something that can hurt Wolves that kind of player? Yeah he's, he's a he's a good player he is a good player I was very impressed with him I know Bruno made a big play to keep him at the club um but I do think Wolves have better attackers, to be honest. You know, I'd I'd say Pedence. Um, he's more effective. I think he's the most effective of Wolves forwards in terms of numbers. He creates a lot of chances given his limited attacking input in the game. Um, Pedence for me is more talented. Adamatro is more talented. Um, they've got better players, better ready players. Gibbs White's so young, obviously, um, in those positions. So I don't think Gibbs White would have been a guaranteed start had he had he stayed. To be honest, the way it played out. Um, but the the other argument, the other side of it, is that Gibbs White was sold and almost replaced directly by by Geddes, um, yeah. and he's he's been awful. So um, yeah, I think most Wolves fans there would probably have rather have kept Gibbs White and not not signed Geddes to be honest. So um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's he's a he's a good player and, and someone that Wolves will fear, but I think they'll fear Brennan Johnson a little bit more. How are you viewing the game in terms of, I mean, we've spoke, it's not going to be the most exciting, but does it feel like a big game in terms of the potential point swing? Because from Forest's point of view, if they win it, they might go out of the bottom three, which sounds mad because of, you know, the runner form they were on, but it shows how, how tight it is. And, and and in turn, I mean, that would put a lot of pressure on Wolves, wouldn't it, if they lose at home to Forest? Yeah, I think straight after the Chelsea game last weekend, yeah, Costa an interview and said that uh, this is a must-win game. Um, they've... They, this this game, you know, I mean, the next few games, Wolves, to be fair, they've got a, a decent run of fixtures now. Um, winnable games, I'd say. But then again, we thought that we thought the ones at the start of the season winnable as well. So, um, yeah, the pressure on Wolves, I think, is greater than the Forest. Uh, you know, Forest coming to Molyneux, I'd expect to sit in and make it frustrating for Wolves. Um, and the onus will be on Wolves to, to go and break them down. And that is, that is not a scenario that Wolves enjoy. Um, you know, they're, they're best football in the, in the past have been played you know in the last year where teams have come and opened up and played against them and and they've been able to you know break them down whereas when teams come and sit in they really struggle they haven't got those those players who can find pockets of space you know like a Gibbs White or something like that so um the onus then will be on Daniel Pedence to, to get into those pockets of space and create those chances obviously we've, we've mentioned Adamatro already um, and also Ruben Neves, who'll be back in the team after suspension. So they've got the players to do it. But, you know, if Forrest come and part of the buzz, history tells us the Wolves don't like that situation. I expect them to struggle. And if they do struggle, um, 
uh, there's also every chance if Wolves throw caution to the wind that Forrest could catch them on the counter attack. Just lastly, then, do you think a Wolves fans underestimating Forest at all? Do you think they see the league table, they see the cascade of goals they conceded, and the narrative around the signings, and a Wolves fans thinking this is three points in the bag, or are they a bit more wary because of the problems they have themselves? Yeah, they're wary because of their own problems. They see it as must win, and uh, it'll be you know disaster if Wolves lose to Forest. Even if Wolves don't win, to be fair, that's that's boring and disastrous as well. But um, I don't think that there's anyone. Anyone of a Wolves persuasion underestimating any team at the moment because they've been so poor this season. Um, not necessarily in performance. Some of the performances early on were quite promising. Uh, you know, I think back to the Tottenham game. Um, Newcastle at home was good until they, they messed it up in the, at the end. Um, Southampton was was fine, but they probably shouldn't have won that game. That was their only victory in the league. So um, Wolves, you know, can't turn their nose up at any Premier League victory at the moment. So. They definitely won't be underestimating Forrest. No, Southampton was the one where Shea Adams handballed it on the line, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, that cost them a bit. Yeah, brilliant. Right, Alex, I'm going to let you go um, because I'm going to tee up this interview with Andy Cook about Forest women now, but I appreciate your time. So thank you very much, mate. No, it's grand, no worries. You can remove yourself if you want. Oh, okay, mate. Sorry, I thought I thought I was, uh, it's fine, I'll jump out. I thought you were going to end it. I've got, I'm hovering over. I'm ready to end it. All right. Uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> right. I shall uh, just play this interview with Andy then, and then I'll see you on the other side, and we'll talk about next week's podcast uh, and the plans for that one. So uh, do listen in to Andy, and hopefully a few people can go to the game and give Forest women their support. Hi Andy, thanks for joining me. A big week for your team heading into a game against Derby at home at the Seaground on Sunday the 16th of October, 2pm kickoff. Tickets are £5, £3, £1 adults, children, concessions. So we'll get an early sales pitch in there and hopefully we can encourage a few people to come along. How are you feeling about the game? Yeah, we're um, we're quite quietly confident, I think. Um, you know, we've, we've had a, we're quite happy with our start. Um, would have had a it would have been a little bit better if we'd have uh, got something in, in, in the Wolves and, and obviously taking a point away from Burnley was, wasn't too bad. But yeah, we're quietly confident. Um, it's something that we're talking about a lot is we just kind of focus on the next session or the next game. And, um, you know, before uh, before the, the game on Sunday, we got to play Loughborough um, on Thursday night at home as well. But um, yeah, the, the the excitement that's building around playing at the city ground is, is something that you can't get away from. And, and to be honest, you know, from myself, I don't know all the players and staff. Where we we can't wait to to turn up on Sunday and to to play the game because uh, yeah, just getting to play at this famous stadium is is unbelievable. And if we look at the season so far in the National League Northern Premier Division, you're sixth. Uh, only yep. one goes up. We've spoken about how well, that's a nightmare. That seems desperately unfair. But you got two games in hand on Burnley, Wolves, Stoke and Huddersfield and Derby are one place above you. So it's going to be a competitive game. I mean, are you happy with how you've gone this season? Yeah, like I said there, I think we're, we're relatively happy with it. And it's something that, you know, with having two games in hand already so early in the season, you know, we, we feel that it's one of those, we know what we have to do in those those fixtures. And, and as, as I mean, everyone wants to win every game, but when you know you have to win, there's just a certain, there's a, there's a subtle change in mindset. Um, and that's something that, you know, we know we have to do in those games in hand. And, and so we're, we're quietly confident with it. But I think like anything, it, it's, it's, it's quiet confidence. Um, we know what we're good at. We know the players that we've got. I believe in every member of the squad that we've got this season, and the quality that 
that they're showing in training every week is is something that that's um, you know going to going to see us through, and, and it'll be good. This it'll be good for us throughout the, the rest of this season. Um, but it's it, the league this year is is showing that it, it's it's such a tough league to get out of. As you said, one goes up, but we're um, I think if you look at the league, it's I think it's three points between second or third, and and right the way down to sort of eighth. I think there's only three points in it. So you know, it's it's Burnley have set the pace so far. Um, and it's up to everybody else to go and catch them. Um, and sometimes that can be a, that can be a good thing because you know what you're doing when you're chasing um, rather than leading a pack. So it's um, yeah, it, it's going to be a tough competitive season. But you know, we, we just have to make sure that we're focusing on, on what's in front of us and, and, and that game on on Thursday and then Sunday. I'm guessing with Derby being one place above you, they must be a decent side as well this year. Yeah, there's. I mean, this is the thing. There's, there's no, there's no, there's no easy, there's no easy, um, no easy games. There's no sort of, you know, you haven't got a twenty-four team uh, league where you, you know, you've got someone at the bottom that's that you're sort of thinking, well, we can do this, do that. Every team. I mean, Loughborough on Thursday night will be a tough task. They've not had a great start, and that'll be something that you know we're, we're saying to people that you know, I saying to the players that you know they're they're going to want to come and 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 they want to start their kickstart their season. So, you know, everyone's got their own little motivations and mindset, but Derby themselves are, are a good side. There's a lot of good sides around us. They've, they've recruited well. They've got some good young players in there. So they're full of enthusiasm, full of athleticism. Um, and like every game, we have to match that and we have to start and we have to earn the right. And, you know, the one thing that we want to make clear is, you know, they're the, the coming to the coming to Nottingham and, and we've not had uh, Great results against them previously, and that's something that we we want to make sure that we're on the uh, the, the better side of that this year, and we're, we're, we're more than um, more than motivated to make sure we go and do that because, yeah, it was it, we were so disappointed after that get that fixed. You know, we we did feel that we'd you know really put a glove on them. Um, we played better in in the second half of the fixture, um, and we just we just know we use that motivation and that frustration to make sure that we can uh, yeah earn the right play in the game. Yeah, I mean, you lost to Derby at home last season at Seagull. You also played Man City women, and you lost that game, but they're on a different level. I was at that game. They were they were something else. Do those experiences still serve your players well, even in defeat, do you think? Oh, 100%. I mean, they, they, obviously, yeah, the game against Derby, that leads to more frustration in a sense of, you know, that they're, they're at the same level of, of same level as us. So we know what we can do. We know how we can play. And, and that game, we felt we didn't, we didn't play to our standards, and we didn't play to to the levels that we can that we can reach, and that that is more frustration. The game against Manchester City is a different is a different one. You've got half the England squad playing, um, some fantastic internationals, a couple of Olympic gold medalists. I think we're in that squad as well. Um, and you know, we we tried our best, and we did what we needed to do for around about ninety seconds, and then they scored. Um, and after that, it was always uh, is always going to be tough. But I mean, I remember at one nil, um, I think it was about twenty five minutes in, and we, we managed to keep at one nil, and we, we 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 had a couple of attacks, and we got into their box, and Becky Anderson got um, got fouled, and there's actually a picture that we've seen where Alex Greenwood is stepping on Becky's foot. So you know, we we would love a we would have loved VAR that day um, to try and give us a penalty to get us back in the game, but um, it wasn't to be. Um, and the game, you know, played out as it was. And you know, you look at you look at the way that, that we applied ourselves that 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 day, um, and, and what Manchester City brought and what we brought. You know, we were really really pleased with it. Um, and it, it, it's it's similar all the time, you know. And I, I speak about this a lot with with the girls and, and with with everyone that what you know is willing to, to talk about it. You know, if you just put into context of what our players do compared to maybe the Man Cities of this world, you know, this week we played Burnley on Sunday, so we set off from the City Ground nine a.m. We arrived back at the city ground at 9 p.m. after playing the game. 
And then we have in our diary, we have a rest day, but it's not a rest day because all the players have got to go to work. So they're all at work, 9 a.m. They do the stuff, you know, 9 to 5. And obviously with the thing that's called, we've got a couple of players doing media. Um, and then this week, the girls are in the um, in the club shop signing things and, and you know, promoting so they've worked all day Monday, done that Monday night. And then yesterday, Tuesday, they've obviously gone to work again. Then they've come to train, finished training at 9 o'clock, start at 6.30. Um, tonight on a Wednesday, same again, all at work. And then they go to Nottingham Trent Uni. We're in the gym there. Um, and we do analysis on a Wednesday night. Tomorrow night, we've got a game against Loughborough after another day's work. And Friday, everyone's at work again. So they've only really got Saturday to chill out and, and to rest and recuperate after the previous five, six days. And then we got to turn up to the city ground and, and play against Derby. And that's something that, you know, I'm in awe of the players, really, because, you know, there's, there's uh, you know, they don't, they don't get paid for it. They're, they're not at a level to get paid for it. They do it for the love of the game. They do it for um, the, the fact that, that they want to represent Nottingham Forest in the best way possible. They want to get Nottingham Forest into the championship. Um, and the amount of commitment and desire and, and, and love that they show for the club is is unparalleled, absolutely unparalleled. Um, because, like I said, they're, they're doing it because they want to do it and they have to go to work to earn the keep, to earn the money, and then they turn up at training and put in the performances they do in training and then, and then have to go and play, you know, three times to represent this great football club this week is... Is is really special. And like I say, I'm in I'm in awe of what they do. You know, I know a lot of people that you know wouldn't do it, wouldn't want to do it. And, and you know, these girls are are, are fantastic. And, and you know what they do, and, and and as well as playing football and everything else, they've got families and everything else that they've got to try and keep that balance. And yeah, they do it fantastically well. And and these weeks are the ones that really like make you sort of sit up and notice that because of, of how much that that they do for for the club and 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 what what they have to do to just to get onto the field to go and play. Yeah, I remember the best thing about that that game I went to was with my kids, and after the after the game, the players all took pictures with them, and they're both six and eight at the time, and they were loving it. Um, and yeah. that's why I think they're great occasions to take your family to these games. How important is that for the players as well? And again, that's that's another element of it, you know. Yeah, the these players, you know, the they don't get the maybe it's the adulation and the media attention, and, and maybe it's the the financial rewards that the men get, but when you know the the city ground, hopefully we, we're getting you know well over five thousand there on Sunday. I can guarantee after the game, the players will spend as much time as they possibly can taking pictures, signing autographs, saying hello, um, and and everything else that happens because they want to show their appreciation to everybody who comes because because they know um, they know it's 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 a fleeting moment in their careers and you know the the that they. They truly are thankful for people to come down and watch them, um, and watch them play football. And, and you know, it's 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 a case of sort of noticing that you know it's it's not just Joe Worrell, the local lad, you know, that little captain Nottingham Forest. It's also Lindsay Harkin, the the local woman who is you know um, works full time, mother of two, um, you know, husband and has a husband and all everything else, family going off, and, and she captains Nottingham Forest as well. It's it's not just on the men's side; it's on the women's side as well, and. And there, you know, the be other people, Charlotte Steggles, another local Nottingham girl that that loves the, and and lives and breathes and dies for this football, would die for this football club on a pitch if she couldn't. And that's you know what what we'll hopefully see on Sunday, and that's what I think the fan that the appreciation the players give to the fans, and they'll spend as much time as they can, you know, take, like I said, taking photos and, and, and signing autographs. Yeah, if anyone's watching this or listening to it and you've got young kids, it's hundred percent recommend it if you've got a few hours free on Sunday. I mean, as last and, thing I was going to ask, and it's you, only 
it's only it's only one pound if you've got 116 so absolute value for money having two kids myself i know i'd definitely bring them for uh for less than a tenner yeah i mean if it's a whole family what is that 12 quid that's 12, yeah 12 quid yeah yeah, might yeah that's have, well might, worth. Have, might have more than two kids but you know <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true uh, last thing i was going to ask you about i mean the euros for the women was fantastic for the lionesses is that impact filter down to your level yet in terms of gates do you think and that kind of stuff and interest in playing for forest women uh yeah it definitely has we've um you know we've we've already seen obviously we play our home games usually at eastwood um which is just outside the city which i know could be tricky for a lot of people that, that live on the, the east of the city and in and around nottingham themselves um but we've had a swelling crowd you know we've probably gone from say 150 to 200 and, and, and that's gone up to you know we've noticed sort of three 350 400 um we had an increase in season ticket sales so it, it's filtered down in that sense and i think people you know want to come and support the football club and it's you know i think maybe you know the it, it's the start of you support the football club now and and, and you know I, i'm you know, from I'm from the northeast, from Middlesbrough, and I know supporting the football club used to just mean you support the men that play on the Saturday at three o'clock. And, and I feel now that the football club is, and this is across all all clubs, you know, across the country, it's very much you've got the men's side, you've got the women's side, you've got under twenty ones and under eighteens, and whoever's whoever's representing the side and, and wearing um, wearing the forest badge is, is who you support. And I think that's starting to you start to see that. Um, and off the back of the Euros, purely for for the women's game, I think it's. It's been fantastic, you know. The fact that it was on home soil and and you know we we got to the final, we managed to win and, and to beat, you know, the old enemy in Germany and finally in a in a in a final to um, since sort of sixty six. Obviously, that we everything was 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 perfect. The you know the timing of it, the um, the media interest around it, everything happens with social media now. Everything was absolutely perfect for them to go and win, um, and they did. And uh, they've been fantastic for it, and 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 that's you know helping everybody else within the country and, and within the within the women's game around the country. I think the, well, obviously the first team have done well against Derby in the past. The under twenty ones beat them this week. You, is there a bit of an element of a revenge mission against Derby women this week this weekend, just to round off the whole thing for yourselves and the club? Yeah, um, you know, yeah, I, I know. Obviously, yeah, I know Mali in the eight. You know the. Those guys did brilliantly with with the 18s and the 21s against Derby, and I think for ourselves, we we want to be a part of that, and we want to we want a little bit of piece of that piece of that cake, really. And and, and uh, yeah, we'd love to we'd love to get revenge on them. I mean, um, saying that they they'll hear that potentially they'll hear this, sorry, and probably use that and say that they're going to come here and spoil the party. Um, and I think that's that's going to be the case all the time. They, they, that's that's going to be the mantra. That's going to be what they want to do. And, that's absolutely fine. You know, we've got to relish that and step into that pressure. And that's something we talk about a lot is, you know, we've got to step into it, step into the pressure, make sure that, you know, you're ready to front up to to, to what they're going to bring and, and make sure that, that, you know, you earn the right. And that's all I ever act really of any session in any game, that the players earn the right to play. And if they do that first and foremost, then, you know, you're on a, you're on a, um, you're on a good platform to go and have a, a good game and a good performance. Excellent. Uh, thanks very much, Andy. We shall leave it there and we wish you every success against Derby, obviously, and for the season ahead. Thank you very much. Right. Uh, that was Forest Women Manager Andy Cook joining me there to discuss the game on Sunday. So hopefully people will get down to that. We shall be back on Monday to talk about uh, Forest at Wolves, hopefully 
a win for the Reds, which I think will take them out of the relegation zone off the top of my head and obviously lift everyone's mood very nicely. So we'll be joined by David Prutton and one of the regular lads. And we'll also touch on the uh, change behind the scenes in the recruitment team with George Sirianos and Andy Cook leaving the club and what we think that means going forwards into January. So we'll touch on that and obviously the game in full. Right. Thanks very much, everyone. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Something slightly different. Have a good week and we shall see you on Monday.